welcome to Spanning the Spurs, a San Antonio Spurs podcast and a member of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. And on Spanning the Spurs, we talk about the players, the coach, and the opposition of the best NBA team in Texas. I thank y'all for joining me, and let's get started. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Spanning the Spurs. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Knock a Few Buck, 305 Culture, Cavalier Central, Hashtag Lakers, Blazing the Path, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At the Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and The Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Welcome to another episode of Spanning the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. You can follow Spanning the Spurs on Twitter at SpanTheSpurs, on Facebook and on Instagram at SpanningTheSpurs. We're part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Definitely make sure to check them out. The Hoopheads Podcast Network is an amazing collection and still ever-growing collection of pods covering your favorite teams, uh, as well as general NBA content, X's and O's, coaching. Uh, you want it, it's there for your basketball content. So definitely make sure to check out the Hoopheads Podcast Network on Twitter at hoopheadspodnet. San Antonio Spurs, y'all, we got a we got a little bit to break into. Um, this is coming off of I'm recording this on the heels of the Spurs' victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves in a game that went down to the wire and actually looked like it was going to uh get away from the Spurs rather early. However, they did persevere. They fought and they grinded out a win, 111-108 over Minnesota. So we're gonna talk about that for a second. Kind of go into it, uh, the Spurs rallying the Wolves, blowing a big fourth quarter lead, and then just some takeaways from the Spurs so far over the last couple of games here uh, between this show and last show. So without further ado, let's get to it. To really dive into this Timberwolves game, I think a little context is needed for the Spurs. So right now, the Spurs sit 11-10 and 10 overall for the season, which Considering expectations isn't the worst thing in the world, right? We kind of talked about this a little bit going in, the questions that they're surrounded with 
with the younger players and, you know, the older guys they had, where's Derek White fit, you know, coming back after the just amazing bubble that he had, you know, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, where they fit, expiring contracts, vets, all that good stuff. We, we already kind of went into that right now, right? So heading into last night, the Spurs were 11 and 10, ninth in the Western Conference. And they sit basically in the middle of pack everywhere. They're 17th in offensive rating, they're 17th in defensive rating, and they're 17th in net rating. So they're average. They're not really blowing anyone away. But being average was better than expected for the Spurs team that, you know, going in, people were like, okay, they could be good, they could be decent is the better word of saying better way of saying it, or they could be a rough squad, right? So they've had some good games. We've kind of talked about them here. Coming into Minnesota, they had just had a horrendous two game set against the Memphis Grizzlies. They got blown out 129 to 112 on the 30th of January. And then, you know, the next two nights later, whatever, no big deal. Same team. Let's see if we get a better result. They didn't. Uh, they dropped that one 133 to 102. So you would have just several horrendous quarters of basketball. Honestly, you can go back even to their win over Denver where they still uh, had some uneven play and go and reach back and get like maybe 10, 11 quarters of bad basketball that you're looking at going into Minnesota. And not going to lie, looking at this game, it seemed like more of that was the same. You know, the Spurs were shorthanded. LaMarcus Aldridge and Rudy Gay were both out with hip injuries or hip issues, injuries, the same thing. They're going to be monitored day to day on that. But because of that, Yaka Proto got the start at center for LaMarcus Aldridge with Eubanks as the backup there. And then splitting up the minutes of Rudy Gay was Devin Vassell, which I was happy with, and Trey Lyles. So they they came out, and honestly, they kind of came out slow. It was rough. Uh, Devin Vassell played well. I actually tweeted out early. I liked that he came in and gave them a, a burst of energy that they really needed because he had seven first quarter points, and that helped the Spurs kind of rebound a little bit from a sluggish start. The Spurs finished the first quarter. They were down 33-29. They had been behind as much as nine early, which is saying a lot, right? Now, where Derek White came in, because he did, you know, he came off the bench. He come back from that foot injury, played well, I thought. Was it definitely a spark? You know, still trying to find his way, and that makes sense, but he was passing the rock really well, getting others involved making the right reads. He actually led the Spurs with eight assists on the night, only four of 11, but he hit two out of six threes. One of them being a really big one to kind of continue the Spurs as they clawed back into this game. So I liked what happened there. Uh, as bad as the first quarter was, let me tell you, the second quarter was even worse. Now the Spurs at that point had crawled back in. We just talked about it. Fine. Then they went down as much as 14. And a lot of that, let's be real. Minnesota was hot from the field. They ended the first half shooting 50% from 55% from the field and 50% from three, going nine of 18. And you compare that to the Spurs going three of 13 from three, and you see why there was a deficit that there was. Uh, the, the halftime lead for Minnesota was 11, 65 to 54. Now, if we looked at most of the season, second quarter is usually where the Spurs can kind of claw back. That hasn't been their quarter over the last couple of games, definitely not over last night's. And a lot of that, we talked about there being a lid over the basket here. It, it really goes down to the shooting, most notably from Keldon Johnson and Lonnie Walker. Uh, both combined eight points on three and 19. They both tried. They both were working hard. And let's be real. If you're looking at Keldon Johnson, his ascension this year has been just great to see. But we weren't looking at him as a noted, you know, uh, point provider. Lonnie Walker, a little bit more. We've seen flashes of last year, but he's still kind of growing into his role. And as a, as a result, they're not consistent. And so that was a big deal. 
But fortunately, the third and fourth quarter, the Spurs started to try to come back. Third quarter was still rough for them. Every time San Antonio tried to come, Minnesota kept them at arm's length, extended it. They couldn't really put together any extended scoring runs, and they ended up trying to toward the end of the half or end of the quarter, especially once Derek White came back in for like the last four minutes of that third quarter or last three minutes of that third quarter, they really started clawing back. But every time the Spurs would make a big three or make a shot, D'Angelo Russell would respond for Minnesota, or Malik Beasley would hit a three, or Lonnie Walker would go to the basket and get stripped, or a shot from Jakob would get blocked. Whatever the case may be, that's what started happening. But it all led to a great fourth quarter because Minnesota finally cooled off in a major way in the fourth quarter. The Spurs got aggressive. They started getting to the line. They started making shots. And really, it all comes down to the man of the hour, the spur of the night, that was one DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan finished the game with 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. 14 of those came in that fourth quarter. He made, I mean, it, the Minnesota kept putting Anthony, they had Anthony Edwards on DeMar DeRozan, which, I mean, build-wise, you know, athleticism, yeah, Anthony has that. For sure. But you can talk about veteran savvy, the ability to get into a shot on a consistent basis, and just the way that DeMar DeRozan comes alive in the fourth quarter, that's what did it. DeMar just kept forcing as well. He hit some tough fadeaways. He basically exploited Edwards' just rookiness, inexperience. That's the word, rookiness. Anyway, he exploited Edwards' inexperience to get him up in the air on several pump fakes to get him to the line, and honestly, he was the one consistent faucet of offense for San Antonio down the stretch, the reason they were able to get back into it, and that, I think, was the key to victory for them, and they, they really needed this win. Uh, it was a very solid one. Uh, DeMar DeRozan closed it out. That's what really made it great, <laughs> because we've seen how well he's played this year, and he's came through again. He was able to help key that rally. Of course, defense and aggressiveness on the offensive end for San Antonio in the fourth quarter helped, as well as just inopportune missing for Minnesota. But a win is a win, and that's what the Spurs will take, and now they are 12-10. and 10. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, for the record, 10 of 19 from the field. Didn't take a three, didn't have to. Definitely got involved in all of the fastest of the game with his rebounding, with his assists. No defensive stats, but solid for him. Jakob Hurdle had a season high, 19 points and eight boards, did really well finishing around the basket, nine of 10 from the field there, only one of three from the free throw line. And honestly, Minnesota was trying to go into like hack up hurdle later, <laughs> uh, just before the two minute mark. But that was something that Jakob Hurdle did really well as far as just being active around the boards, being active in general, converting around the rim, being a surprise source of offense for a Spurs team that really needed it, especially when you look at the other guys who were in double digits, which would have been DeJounte Murray with 15 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists, and Derek White with 10 points and 8 assists. Now, going to DeJounte. DeJounte's been playing well in terms of contributing across the board. A little bit of one thing, a little bit of another, kind of giving you a jack-of-all-trades type deal from that position. And that's great to see. For the season, averaging 14 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists a night. Really solid, right? Now, the shooting numbers, eh, you know, from 249%, not bad. From 330% on 3.3 attempts a night, eh, could be a lot better. 76% from the free throw line, decent. In this game, his shooting numbers weren't great, and I think that was kind of the underlying issue behind the solid stat line. 616 from the field, 37%. He knocked down three threes, which ties the season a career high for him in terms of threes knocked down in the game, especially when he gets his feet set. But you could tell that a lot of his shot is very much um, getting his feet set. It's more of a set shot. It's a jumper. But where it starts is how he's solidly on the ground 
you know, set. It has to be a very specific type of make for DeJounte Murray to make threes at this point, which is a lot better than what it was heading into his career. So that is good. But all in all, solid game for him, if not for some subpar shooting numbers. Uh, Derek White, already mentioned, he definitely was shooting his way into his points. Uh, four of 11 from the field. He did knock down those two threes we already mentioned, including that one big one um, late in the third to really start solidifying that single-digit deficit that ultimately the Spurs would overcome. So that was solid. Who was not solid? We already talked about the Keldon Johnson-Lonnie Walker deal, right? Yeah. One of 10 for Walker, two of nine for Johnson. If you wanted to get the splits for why they were combined... <laughs> you know, a three, three of 19. That was pretty rough there. Um, Patty Mills, three of eight, only one of six from three, just couldn't get it going. Uh, part of the reason that the lid was shut. No, it wasn't part of the reason, but he was one of the, the main, uh, culprits of that, that experienced the offensive drought that the Spurs collectively had. And then defensively, I think is another issue as it's been kind of an underlying issue for the Spurs, despite their middle of the pack defensive rating. Uh, Malik Beasley, who seems to love playing against the Spurs, 29 points, 6 rebounds, 12 of 18 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. The guy didn't start really missing until late in the game, and that was help for the Spurs. D'Angelo Russell, I'm not really going to knock uh, the Timberwolves' inability to stop him. DeJount, uh, Russell was able to get um, turned a corner on DeJounte Murray a few times, get himself to the, to the free throw line, which is not something that Russell is known for, and he was only 3 or 4 last night. But he did finish 20 points, albeit on 20 shots, with 5 assists and 2 rebounds as well. Aside from that, Anthony Edwards played pretty decently. Uh, again, 14 points on 14 shots. Not super great, but he is a rookie, so you give him some a little knock for that. Six rebounds as well, two assists. It, it was a rough game. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest, but it was solid for the Spurs to come and, and take that victory. For the record, what's funny about this is that Minnesota started off 9 of 18 in that first half from three. They finished the game 13 of 33. So you could tell they definitely cooled down. Uh, toward the second half uh, of of the game. But yeah, that that's where the San Antonio recap is and where they stood over the victory against Minnesota. Really solid win for them. Hopefully this is what they need to get back on track because it had been a rough couple of games for them. And looking ahead, uh, on Saturday, they play the Houston Rockets. I'll try to have a, a recap of that almost as soon as the game is over. Um, I'm going to try something different, see if I can do a little uh, game diary where after every quarter I kind of put my reaction together and then cobble that together. We'll see how it looks, right? So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, in the next week, they're looking at the Golden State Warriors in a two-game set on back-to-back nights. So uh, figure out I'm going to attack that one, followed by what should be a fun one against the Atlanta Hawks, and then one next Sunday against the Charlotte Hornets. So should be pretty interesting there. Want to give a shout out uh, just a couple of days ago was Sean Elliott's birthday. Sean Elliott turned 53, longtime Spur who played uh, most of his 13 seasons with the San Antonio Spurs. Remember, uh, well, all but one. He played 12 of his 13 seasons with the Spurs. He had a curious deal where he's traded in 93 or 94 from the Spurs to the Pistons and then traded back the next year from the Pistons back to the Spurs. Really interesting there. Uh, how that worked out. After a down year in Detroit, just never found his fit, came back. He was meant for the black and <laughs> the black and silver, and he performed admirably in those colors. Over his career, 742 games, he averaged 14 points, four rebounds, two assists a game, shot 37% from three, uh, was a two-time All-Star, 99 NBA champ, and was Rookie of the Year in 1990. So 
definitely uh, a credit to Small Ford for sure. Nicknamed Ninja, which is interesting and also silly, <laughs> drafted first or third overall in the 1989 draft by the Spurs. Just had a, a, a great solid career for them as I want to say a, 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 I want to say a solid rotation player. I feel like that's a little less. I don't want to say like a, a, a solid second banana. I feel like it's a little bit more. Just a great spur of the 90s. That's how I should say that. Uh, someone who was definitely known for being a secondary scorer for much of his tenure with San Antonio alongside David Robinson. Uh, remember the 95 Western Conference run they had, ultimately winning a championship with the Spurs in 1999. I think his biggest shot, I think we can all agree, was the three-pointer that he made tightrope three-pointer in the right corner uh, to give the Spurs an improbable comeback victory over the Portland Trailblazers, otherwise known as, yes, the Memorial Day Miracle on May 31st, 1999. That shot really helped propel the Spurs onward to victory and and just kept it going. The Spurs would win the next two in Portland for a four-game sweep and then defeat the Knicks in the 99 NBA Finals that year and give them their first NBA title. So it was just, it was a lot. And this was after Elliot had been diagnosed with um, a serious kidney condition that required kidney transplant surgery and would likely have not been involved in that game had he gone with the transplant sooner. Another fun fact about that game, the Spurs trailed by 18 in that game. 52-34. And get this, not the first quarter, not the second quarter, in the third quarter. Which more often than not, I mean, let's face it, they lose that game, right? And that three-point that Elliot hit, came after a near steal, near steal by Stacey Ogman, a near block by Rasheed Wallace, and a near turnover by Elliott himself. So all of that made it a crazy win. And this was a three-pointer that Elliott knocked down over the outstretched arms of Rasheed Wallace. It made a picture-perfect picture. It made a picture-perfect picture ending, and it propelled the Spurs to a picture-perfect title. Thou do it here for spending the Spurs. Definitely make sure to keep in track with myself, on Twitter at CorbinNBA, with the show on Twitter at Span the Spurs, on Facebook, on Instagram at Spanning the Spurs. Again, make sure to check out Hoopheads Podcast Network, plethora of your favorite teams are already covered, as well as great coaching podcasts and an amazing NBA X and O's podcast that is already on there as well. So definitely make sure to check them out, Hoopheads Podnet. And as I always say, go Spurs, go. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Now just about do it here for another episode of Spanning the Spurs. Thank y'all for joining me. Make sure to like, review, subscribe, wherever you find podcasts. If you like this show, make sure to check out the other great shows on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. A lot of great content going on over there forward certain. Where you can find me, oh, I'm glad you asked. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. And until then, stay cool and I'll catch y'all next time on another episode of Spang the Spurs. And as always, go Spurs, go.